Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, Native St. Louis, and a product of the Lindenwood University, the one and only Greg Amzinger, joining us this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. You know, Randy, it's 30 degrees. It's snowing in New Jersey, but I'm not going to complain about it. Okay. I, I'm not. A so couple of quick I, things. I'm going to be positive all day. I'm, I'm tired of complaining about the same thing over and over again. I, it's a symbol of me being old. When you complain about the weather, <laughs> here's the so thing: I'm though. not going to do that anymore. Last year, you had a major storm up in New Jersey, and if I'm not mistaken, we may have been talking to you as you were on your way to a liquor store at 8:30 <laughs> in the morning your time. Yeah, I try to forget about that uh, because <laughs> because I made that trip. I forgot about a lot of things that day. Um, it's probably the last time I'm going to make a trip to a liquor store at 8:30. <laughs> Uh, that, that would probably be another symbol of issues that I'm trying to rectify this year. Uh, 2022 is it's brand new, it's fresh, and I want to come out swinging and do the right thing, Randy, uh, and a healthier year, a healthier year. Come out swinging. I like that. That's a good way to put it. We're going to talk about your hosting the Hall of Fame elections next Tuesday, but I want to get your take on this because at MLB Media, MLB.com, there's a question up. Allison Footer has a piece call uh, asking which baseball movie has the greatest Hollywood ending. And you guys at MLB Network, especially at times like this, are showing every great baseball movie. Your favorite baseball movie ending? Well, the ending is the natural. I mean, how can you go against that, right? I mean, the guy hits the freaking light tower and you got sparks flying. He's bleeding from the side. He's probably going to die. You're rounding the bases. He's old, yet he's still massively handsome, which I don't understand. Robert <laughs> Redford, he's incredible. But, yeah, how do you beat that? I don't think you do. I, I mean, the Sandlot's cute. It's great that he's the play-by-play guy and his buddy steals home, like, flashback. That's great. And there are so many other movies. You know, uh, Kevin Costner playing catch, that'll, that'll pull on your heartstrings. Anybody that's got, you know, a son – that 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 makes you think back to the first time you actually did that with your little guy. Um, so yeah, baseball movies. Yeah, we we've, we've talked a lot about this, and and I, I get baseball fans upset. I really have a hard time sitting through them. I, 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 no joke, no joke. I, I, they're, they're very corny. I, I, am I upsetting you, Randy? Michelle, am I upsetting you? No. I think baseball movies are very corny. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> All sports movies are, though, to some degree. Yeah, kind of. Like, to me, if you're in the business of sports and you follow this stuff, when you watch actors try to be an athlete, it just comes off really corny. And I, I prefer the real thing. I'm not a big fiction guy, so I like documentaries. I like things that are real. 
And I have a hard time. There, there, there are movies, there are episodes. My son's watching a, a show about a kid that's getting recruited to play football, and I'm watching kids play, and they can't throw. Mm-hmm. There's a, this, the, uh, Colin Kaepernick, the new piece that was on Netflix, it was tremendous. The kid that's playing him at all of these camps, I can see when they're editing to avoid showing this kid throw a football. He can't throw a football. He's got to do it. <laughs> hey, Greg, there's, you'll, you'll be really happy to know this, that in the movie Slapshot, there's only about three or four real actors, and most of those players were taken from the American League or, and, and turned into actors. Like the Hanson brothers, they, they were not actors. They were hockey players that they brought in to, to actually become actors uh, in that movie and from everybody I've talked to that was around that league at that time the Charlestown Chiefs are a very accurate representation of the Johnstown Jets that that is not really all fiction all right now I've never sat through that it gives me more incentive to watch Slapshot I enjoy the real thing now I know you're making uh, athletes into actors which should also be very corny and cheesy. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's kind of like a, a double edged sword. I totally understand that. I, for me, I'm looking for reasons for my ADD to kick in to not oh. watch a movie. So that's where I, I, I have an issue. If I see something that's odd or corny, and I, I, I subconsciously I'm looking for an out, I think that's what it is to go do something else, which there isn't much to do when it's 30 degrees and snowing, but there I am complaining again. <laughs> Oh, and you know what, Greg, though, let's keep it positive. I love your thought process of it's 2022. We're not going to complain. We're going to put positivity out there because positive thoughts yield positive results, right? So yeah, I'm not even going to yeah. ask you about the lockout because I don't know if there's hope there. But let's talk about the Cardinals. Why should Cardinals fans be positive about their team heading into this season? Well, I, I, what I want Cardinal fans to do is not put so much pressure on a gigantic free agent addition or, or a major upgrade at shortstop. Uh, I think the reality of the situation is there's depth and there are plenty of players that really could slide over there. And maybe that's the best move for the team. You know, you got, you got a, a prospect, Nolan Gorman, that's going to come up and he's been training to play second base. You get in there at second base, you could slide Tommy Evans over to shortstop. Tommy Evans playing. He's going to be a regular for the St. Louis Cardinals at the year he had. Table setter, old school type of player, perfect for what the Cardinals need. And when they win, he usually plays well. But with Sosa and DeYoung as options, viable options, look, I'm at a point in time in my career where second-guessing John Mozeliak has always worked out poorly for me. <laughs> and, and and Paul DeYoung, would anyone be shocked if he ripped off 35 home runs in 2022? I would not be shocked if he did that. I don't think this is Matt Carpenter 2.0. Uh, the guy's not old. He, he, he's not like, I really don't think his best baseball is in the rear view mirror anymore. Do I think he's an everyday shortstop? Yeah. His versatility playing him in different spots might be who the Cardinals, but they've got so many guys that are locked in at infield positions. I don't see where you move them to. So I think they give it one more run with the guys they have. And I believe Cardinal fans will be frustrated with that. But with the additions that they have on the mound, I love the Steven Matz addition. I still think the bullpen is loaded with weapons. They'll add more. This is a really good team. It's a really good team. A new leadership in the dugout. If the guys like him and, and, and he's, you know, copacetic with the front office, uh, there's a lot to smile about in St. Louis. There are teams out there that are 
that are, are, are really in a bind right now, really in a bind because their roster has so many question marks and we're sitting through a lockout where they can't add any players. So the Cardinals are in a really good spot as we sit in this thing. Greg Amsinger with us on 101 ESPN. And next Tuesday, Greg will host the Hall of Fame announcements. And at the moment, Greg, it looks like, according to Ryan Thibodeau at Twitter, that only one guy, Big Poppy, is going to make it. I can't imagine that Bonds and Clemens are going to sustain where they are. And Scott Rowland has fallen in the public ballots below the 70% threshold. Do you agree with me that Big Poppy looks like he's the only guy? No. Uh, I, I am fully preparing as we do this show, which is going to be like four hours, uh, for no one to get in. Oh, That's wow. what I'm preparing. Yeah, I'm preparing for no one to be elected in. Now, thanks to the veterans committees, we've already got so many people to talk about, which is great. Uh, but this class of, of guys that are, are trying to push the 75% threshold, I just don't see it happening. Where David Ortiz is now with the public ballots that have come out, uh, talking about positivity and negativity, the curmudgeons like to keep their ballots <laughs> private, mm-hmm. and they don't submit those. So for David Ortiz, I've been doing this for a while now, to get to 75%, he needs to be with, like, I think, 40% made public at the moment, around 90%. He needs to be over that. That's how high he needs to be because once the rest of those ballots are made public and, and they announce it, more than likely because of the slight PED speculation that has been attached to him, I don't think a lot of uh, old school writers want him getting in on the first ballot. Do I think he'll get it eventually? Absolutely. But I think he's just going to miss the cut. That's my, my instincts tell me that. So I'm getting ready on, on Tuesday to have a, a, an election process go through, count the votes, and no names being announced. Greg, I'm going to give you a great example of how hard it is to make the Hall of Fame. If you would have asked any of us after the 2010 season, when Tim Lincecum, by the age of 26, had won two Cy Youngs, he just led the league in strikeouts for the third year in a row. If you would have asked any of us, does Tim Lincecum make it to the Hall of Fame? We said, oh, yeah, he's going to, yeah. he's going to be good enough for the next six years. He might not do what he's done, but he's going to be good enough. He's making the Hall of Fame. He's not even going to make uh, have enough votes to make it past one year in the Hall, on right. the Hall of Fame ballot. You're absolutely right. And, and it shows that a burst of brilliance is not, does not define you as a Hall of Famer. The guy that I'm upset about that more than likely will drop off the ballot is Torrey Hunter. Mm-hmm. Torrey Hunter played center field at the highest level, nine gold gloves. Andrew Jones is trending in a direction where he will eventually be elected into the Hall of Fame. He will. And I do believe Andrew Jones is a better defender than Torrey Hunter. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to argue with anyone that says that. But they were in separate leagues, and this is a guy that hit 277 in his career. He did not have the same slug as, as Andrew Jones, but he didn't fall off dramatically like Andrew Jones did. Torrey Hunter sustained productivity for a long period of time, well over 2,300 hits, uh, a better batting average than Andrew Jones. We can't just think of power. I think – you know, with, when Jim Edmonds and Kenny Lofton dropped off the ballot, and, and like they weren't even close Hall of Famers, it upset me. Center field, shortstop, and catcher. We need to take a moment and really look at the numbers of players that play these positions. They're vital positions in the game. And that's why all of these players had careers because they help their teams win games. And if you're a center fielder that covered as much ground as Jim Edmonds did, as Torrey Hunter did, that adds credibility to your resume. So I, 
I really want to see Torrey Hunter last. I, I want to see some momentum for him to tick upward. I don't think it's going to happen. But you're right, man. It's hard. It's the hardest Hall of Fame there is in sports. And when people go, oh, baseball getting wrong, wrong again. We got a lockout. No one's getting elected into Cooperstown. This is a mess. Well, it, that's the way I like it. It's it's hard. It's good to lose sometimes. I tell my kids that all the time. If if everyone gets a trophy, that's kind of lame. So I like how hard it is, and I like when guys do get elected. We still know how hard it is to get into Cooperstown. That's why it's such a celebration. Finally, give us a date for the first day of spring training. Woo! <laughs> uh, I'm going to say March 18th. Okay. March 18th will be the first day of spring training. Uh, they're going to squeeze it in, and they're going to try to play a full season. I really still believe that both sides know there is a deadline. And any any talk you hear that one side doesn't care if there's a strike and they'll do whatever they need to do, that is not accurate. There is a deadline. They cannot miss baseball games. So stay hopeful. Stay excited for a full 2022 season. All right. Greg Amzinger, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Be careful up there in that winter storm. Uh, we brought it up again, Randy. I'm being positive. <laughs> positive. I'm being positive. I yes. appreciate your positivity. <laughs> See you later, man. That yeah. is Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. By the way, March 18th is a Friday. So just keep that date in mind. I'm circling it now. Greg Amzinger uh, joining us every Thursday on 101 ESPN. He's terrific. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.